Facebook and digital marketing and all of that, I mean, it's not going anywhere. It's just gonna get more prevalent. And something else is actually gonna be the new thing. We just don't know what it is yet. Uh, this is no longer the new thing. This is, this is the established form of communication and form of marketing with Facebook and, and, and digital marketing. Welcome to the Emerging Advisor Podcast. We deliver advisors proven strategies to maximize time, profit, and freedom. Welcome to today's podcast. This is Scott Dugan on the Emerging Advisor Podcast. Very excited today uh, to be joined with a special guest, Don Anders. Don and I have actually followed in around the same circles for years and uh, finally got connected not too long ago and found out actually we have a lot in common mm -hmm. and uh, really hit it off. So I'm very excited to have Don on today. And I think in these strange times, uh, we need to be hearing from people that are you know, changing their business or morphing their business to continue to be successful. And I think, Don, you got a lot to, lot to say about that. So welcome to today's show. Thanks. And, you know, we do both have glorious beards. That's one thing that Absolutely. we have in common, uh, you know, and then some other things as well. But, but the beards is number one. That's, that's the number th one thing that we have in common. I think the number one success secret is facial hair. It is. It is. Yeah. It, it's unfortunate that not everyone can have this big of a beard. Yes. Uh, but but you know I I, I work hard on it. Uh, no, it's the so yeah. Kind of my background and your background is very similar. We didn't even really realize it. I've been an advisor for seventeen years now, or or let's see when did I start? Yeah, sixteen, seventeen years now, and about you know. Seven years ago, I started transitioning kind of from that old school financial advisor model to more of a tech online digital model. And when I started doing that, it was a little ahead of its time because nobody else is really doing social media and Facebook in 2014, 2015. Um, and, and so a lot of people were curious about it. So I started getting questions. People started asking if I could help them with it. And then from there, I, I built my other company, which is uh, Advisors Platform, to kind of help and do digital consulting and Facebook ads and those types of things. Now, when I first started, I remember when I first started, I would actually tell people that I was running ads on Facebook and people would laugh at me. They would say, none of our clients are on Facebook. That's ridiculous. And I, go, I was like, they, maybe your clients aren't because you got your clients off of AM radio. But there's a lot of clients in that, that would be good clients on Facebook, even back in 14 and 15. And, and if they weren't, they would be eventually. And so that's where that's, you know, that's kind of how we got started. And, and, you know, it's now at this point, if you're not doing Facebook ads, you're crazy, right? So it's like, that's the new mailer. Um, it's how mailers were five years ago is where Facebook is now. Um, and, and so, and so, yeah, we kind of got into that and then slowly started from there, got into doing Google ads and got into doing YouTube ads and got into doing, now we do a lot with LinkedIn and a really big thing that that's for us since 2017 has been webinars. That has been probably the biggest, actually in 2019, we did 60 live events uh, whether seminars, classes, those types of things. So 60 live events. And we actually got more appointments from webinars than we got from the live events. 
And so, so webinars have been a big part of our business for a while. Uh, unfortunately, that's been just a little saturated lately uh, with everyone trying to do them and not doing them yes. very well. Um, but, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of where we were and we've come to, uh, which has set us up nicely for this time. Oh, yeah, definitely we're ahead of the curve. And like you, you know, we went from we were doing four to four and a half million pieces of direct mail to promote our retirement elevated classes across the country for advisors. And in 16 months, we went 100% digital. So that's how fast oh, yeah. it went from massive amounts of mail to, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on digital ads in running well, campaigns. What people don't realize is marketing, they overcomplicate marketing uh, for what it is. Marketing is simply trading money for people's attention. That's all it is, is you're trading, you, you say, here's, I'm paying this money to get a piece of someone's attention. Now that, in, that attention could be while they're scrolling Facebook, that attention could be while they're watching the football game, that attention could be Saturday morning while they're mowing their lawn and they're listening to the AM radio station. That attention could be when they walk from the mailbox to the kitchen and they open everything up in the evening. So really it's wherever attention is. And, in, and to most people's credit and to your credit, five years ago, everyone checked every piece of mail they ever got. Mm-hmm. That was the best way to do it. Now everyone checks Facebook a, cu- a few times a day. So it's yeah. a better place to be. And it's a little bit cheaper. So, so yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, it's crazy. I've always thought that it would go this way. I just didn't think it would go this way this fast. Um, and I think a lot of it has to probably do with COVID and everything going on. We were kind of pushed into being digitally connected with everybody and being in more of a virtual world. And, and now that I think Facebook and those virtual mediums have, have more of a premium, way more of a premium than they did a year or two and definitely five years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's, you know, that digital is still, you know, that prevalent way to go. But I know when we were talking earlier, you know, one of the things that, you know, with, especially during the election, having Facebook be exponentially more expensive, that really showed the value of keeping a database, doing list building, and going to that. So I would love to hear, you know, for advisors out there, you know, I'm a believer in you, you get a prospect or a lead, and that goes into a system, and we market to that until they have a transitionary period in their life where they say, take me off the list, or I'm ready to do something. But I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on how should advisors be thinking about a list or list building or marketing to their existing database? That's because you're an actual marketer. (laughs) <laughs> right. You're not a financial advisor trying to do marketing. You're an actual marketer. Like I'm a marketer. Listen, it's, it's, if you think that you just constantly need new leads, you were trained incorrectly. You were sold a bill of goods by a marketing company. You, you, I mean, it's, listen, new leads are great. I, we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to get new leads every year. But if you think about the way every company has ever marketed, and let's, let's just take the biggest one right now, Amazon. Think about the way Amazon markets. Their whole thing is to retarget existing clients. Have you, ever clicked, have you ever clicked on something and then you saw an ad for it? Have you ever put something in your cart and then you saw an ad for it? 
Of course, because yes. that they know they know that that's the sales funnel, right? Getting people into the top of the funnel is great. And what most people don't realize is for Amazon, they will, to, if you become an Amazon Prime member, at least it used to, I don't know if it's still this way, they would lose money on you for two and a half years. Your Prime membership that you pay for, they actually lose money on you for two and a half years. But what they knew is they knew that the lifetime value of their client, that they would order more, they would buy more, and then they could retarget and reinvest. So, so once you became a client at the top, then they spent a lot of the money marketing to that list. And so they would market to their clients, right? You'd see Amazon Prime deals and Prime Days. Then if the, you move down the sales funnel, then they would market to people who they know are interested in a certain thing, right? So I like to play golf, so they'll have golf balls or you know, I get a lot of ads for golf clubs and golf balls and I buy more than I should. And then it goes down a little bit further. And then if you put something in your cart, you're going to get ads a lot because you're already at the bottom of the sales funnel. They know that you're interested. Similarly, as financial advisors, I think it's so crazy that we focus so much on that top. We still need to get people in the top of the sales funnel, but we really, you need to spend time and energy on the people who are already there. It's cheaper. It's more efficient. It's, you're going to get, that's why I got more appointments from webinars than I got from seminars. Not because I was doing more. It was because I was targeting people who were already interested. I was retargeting the people who fell off. I was targeting the people who said they wanted to, an appointment but never came in or just people in my list. And I used the webinars to try to get them out of the sales funnel. I used the seminars to get them in the top. And so once they're in the top, I have this whole automated system with webinars. I have webinars running from 2017. It's a little awkward because I was like 50 pounds lighter then. And so it looks a little weird, but I have webinars that are running and still look live from 2017. So once you go into our list and we know that you're interested in appointment, you put us in your cart, but you haven't checked out yet. You're going to get Facebook ads from us. You're going to, cause you can take a custom, you can take your list and upload it to Facebook and target them. You're going to get YouTube ads from us. You're going to get emails from us and text messages. And we, we've created a whole line of content specifically to get people out of that sales funnel because so many people are stuck in there. And, and unfortunately, as financial advisors, they think that the sales funnel is they come to an event that night. If they don't book an appointment, they're out of the sales funnel. It's insane. It's crazy. It is. It, it is. And- and to your point, you know, where we taught classes in venues when, way back when you could do that. But I can tell you, I've got every year, I have people that call that say, hey, I, I came to your university class four years ago. And we came in, we met, and we were out, we had a few years to retire. And you said to give you a call when we were ready. So we've been reading your newsletter every couple of weeks, listening to your podcast. We're ready. What do we need to do? And I get a handful of those per year. And that's usually, you know, three to five million in production of just people that go, hey, we're ready. Thanks for educating us over the past few years. We like you. We've got a relationship with you. Even though it was five hours in a classroom one hour in person in my conference room, 
they've gotten to know me every week for four years and it's just, they're ready to go. It's, and they feel like it's they amazing. know you if you drip on them correctly. We have people who, I've had people who have popped out. They've come to a seminar 10 years ago, 10 years ago. And they're, and they just now are like, yeah, I'm ready to retire. And I, I knew you would be my guy the whole time. I'll just wait until was, mm-hmm. I didn't, I couldn't do anything. My money is my 401k. So mm-hmm. it's time. And so by staying in front of them, the other thing that people, and it's crazy when I talk to, to people uh, about it, you need to gather as much information as you can. Yep. Your company is as valuable as the information that you have. And so when you do a seminar, don't just have them sign in on a piece of paper. You need to have them and their spouse both sign in on, a, on an iPad and have them sign in. And it, it's mandatory for their first name, their last name, separated out so it goes into the CRM easier. Uh, your, your email address, cell phone, never ask for a phone number, ever, ever. Don't ever ask for a phone number, ask for a cell phone number. Because if you ask for a cell phone number, they're going to give you that. And then on the bottom of the screen, there's a little box that, opts them into receiving text messages. Um, you can ask for date of birth. Why is that important? Well, now I can market social security events, right? So in my database, we have everyone's date of birth. So when they turn 61, they get a, a webinar from me talking about medi- or social security and you know the importance of going on it and how they should have a plan. Medicare, we can target that. And then if and if they're older, we can also target for RMDs. And so they, we have all these automations built in because we gather the information. If you're buying somebody a steak, if you're giving somebody 10 hours of a class, or is that how long your classes are, 10 hours? Five hours. But five hours, okay. Is it five hours like twice, or is it two and a half and two and a half? Two and a half and two and a half, yes. Oh, I thought it was five and five. Holy cow. Okay, yeah. So, But five, if you're giving them five hours of your time, they should at least give I mean, I, I went axe throwing and I had to give them my date of birth and all that because I, and I wanted to go axe throwing. So I gave it to them. If they want five hours of your, of, of your time, or if they want a steak dinner seminar or whatever else, you need to get all that information and make sure that they're opting in for text and email confirmations as well. So you can target them down the road. So I think, I think your, your existing database is way more valuable. I mean, it depends, right? So I've talked to some people who are brand new in the business and obviously they don't have an existing database and that's tough right now. But I'm guessing that most of the people who listen to your podcast are probably pretty established advisors and they do have a database. Correct, correct. Yeah. And to your point of, you know, lead management. So we were rearranging my office and I had a banker's box tucked underneath kind of the back of my desk and open it up. And in there, I have a stack of lead cards that are all in my database. And I've been dripping on these people, but they're from 12 years ago. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's when, because we were talking earlier, that's when you had everything in a file box and you had to flip through okay. it and you wrote notes. Like I know you said, you wrote notes on the back of the, yeah, the so, cards. So what I used to do is I, I did 403Bs when I first started. And what, what I would do is we would, we would and then it's, it's uh, I think we talked about this earlier be, before the podcast. What we would actually do is we would go and do what's called coffee drops. So if you guys are if you have listeners right now and you guys are strapped for money and you really need some new leads, you can actually seal this idea. And what we would do is we would take coffee and donuts. So 
50 bucks of coffee and donuts. We would drop them off at a school or a fire station or somewhere where a bunch of people worked. And we would put, do a drawing. You can do a little drawing box and we would put the, you know, information cards in front of it. And if you entered at the end of the day, we would pull out and do a gift card for, for $25 to Starbucks or something like that. And we would typically end up getting somewhere between 20 to 75 leads by doing that cost us $75 total. And then on the back of the cards, we would, we would do notes. And so I was telling, uh, telling Scott is we, we would literally, I, I had one lady who I, had, I called her emailed 30 times because we didn't have a CRM, took all the notes in the back, called her emailed 30 times and finally decided to become a client. And you know what she said? I was just busy before. I always knew I wanted to work with you. You know, I, I need help, but I have time now. I'm on spring break. Yeah, let's meet. Um, and that's, it's, listen, as, as valuable as we think we are as financial advisors, and we are as financial advisors, people are busy. You're not necessarily their priority. And then on top of that, we are probably, in my opinion, besides a surgeon, the riskiest purchase that anyone's going to make. It's their entire life savings. And so to expect them to come to a seminar, you're going to buy the mistake. They're going to sign up for an appointment because you said that you had to because your calendar was closing down next week and they would never get back on if they don't do it now. And, and then they come in a week later and then you're going to close them the following week and they're going to put all of their life savings there. It's going to happen for some people, but I think you're missing a lot I think you're missing a majority of people by doing it that way. Hey, before we continue with the show, let me tell you about the podcasting specialists at Third Wheel Media. As the sponsor of this show, we'd love to help you start your own podcast to better serve your clients, build trust with prospects, and strengthen your credibility as an expert in your field. We take all the work out of creating, editing, publishing, and marketing your podcast so you can focus on your business. Since you're an Emerging Advisor listener, we'll give you 10% off your first three months if you mention this show. Schedule your complimentary consultation by visiting talkwithwalt.com. That's talkwithwalt.com. Now, back to the show. You get that low-hanging fruit or people that have that urgency, but you're giving up this entire... You're, you're basically, you're, you're planting those seeds, you're, you're nurturing those, those seeds, and you're going to harvest some of those, but you've got to be meticulous and methodical about how you are showing up. And I think, I know early on in my career, I was guilty of not being consistent with that messaging. I don't know if you went through that, but I, I do think the reason that we get people to call us two, three, four, five years later, is that our e-newsletter comes out the first week of the month and the third, our podcast is the second and the fourth, they get a quarterly newsletter, they get six reports for a year, they get invited to events, we, we just don't miss. And people like that consistency. I don't, have you kind of found the same thing? Yeah, well, consistency and now with Facebook, the fact that you can upload, take your list, you can upload it to Facebook and YouTube and places like that. A lot of times we get comments from people where it's like, every time I go online, all I see is you, you know? <laughs> and, and so, and sometimes like people in my office will get on our list. And, um, and actually my, um, one of the guys in my office, his wife 
somehow her email got on our list because she responded to something or something happened. And she said she was getting so annoyed because she was trying to watch a show on ComedyCentral.com and every 30, every, you know, five or 10 minutes, it was my commercial that would pop up and talk to her. And I was like, hey, it's working. I love it. That's the best thing ever. I had, um, I had one lady who she was sitting in my lobby and she was playing Words with Friends. And I came out and I was like, I was like, hey, you ready to come back? And she goes, hey, look what I, and the ad for Words with Friends was our video, right? Oh, in our lobby. Um, and she thought that was so funny because what people don't realize is Facebook, most apps and most websites, they're not going out and they're not and getting their own advertisers and hosting their own videos and ads and everything else. What they do is they plug into Facebook so you can run affiliate ads or, or associated ads on the Facebook affiliates on their website. So you'll get people like Words with Friends and other places. Um, so yeah, to, to your point, that's kind of a, a tangent, but yeah, that, that consistency is key. You have to hit them when they need it. You need to be convenient to them, right? How many times have you considered buying something and you just didn't buy it and didn't buy it and didn't buy it, but then eventually you were just in the right state of mind. Uh, you were in the right you know, place and then you're like, you know what? I, I see an ad for it. It's on sale or it's available. I'm going to go ahead and get it. Don't think you're above that. We're a business, right? There's going to be a time that they want, they, you know, they're going to, maybe they've called their other financial advisor five times and they hadn't, they hadn't uh, responded to them, you know, and maybe they're, they're sitting there thinking about how fed up they are and bam, your email comes through or your Facebook ad comes through, or maybe they're, you know, maybe they just lost a bunch of money and they're frustrated and, and, and now's a good time. Or maybe they just got news that their company is doing layoffs and, and they want to make sure that their retirement plan is set up correctly because now their job isn't so sure. You know, and you have to be there when it's time, when, when, those, when those moments happen. And if you are, it's going to be a lot easier for people to click and respond. And the nice thing is it's not like before when you know, we were doing this 15, 17 years ago where we just had to hope and hope that we called them at that right time. Right. Now I can press a button, it integrates, and a video I recorded three years ago is going to get automated and sent to them whenever they're on Facebook or whenever they're, you know. And so we're living in an amazing time with amazing technology. People just have to actually implement it and do it. Um, and so we teach, as you know, we, we teach classes and things on how advisors can get that done and can execute it themselves. You can also figure it out yourself. There's, it's nothing that I'm doing is a secret. Um, I just have figured out how to apply it as a financial advisor into my firm. And I've made a lot of mistakes that you can't really find because there's not a lot of, you know, usually when they're teaching you how to do things, it's, you know, they're teaching you how to advertise your app or your a clothing line or a restaurant or something like that. We have a different industry, but either number one, pay somebody to do it. Number two, take a class or a course like we offer or someone else offers or number three, just go watch YouTube videos and figure out how to do it yourself, but yeah. do it. There's no reason not to, um, yeah. you know? And I, I agree. And I think that where we've over the years are probably hired, if you've heard of a high profile digital marketer, my partner, Sean and I, his partner, we probably have given them money mm -hmm. uh, to learn that 
they knew marginally more than we did. <laughs> they were just better at marketing their services. They just weren't good at yep. actually producing their services. <laughs> well, that's why, that's how I actually, so I didn't want to do digital marketing. My mm -hmm. goal was to hire somebody. And then I went and I, I interviewed probably five different companies, probably the same companies that you've given money to. And for me, I realized they don't know our business. They don't, they don't know our business. They don't know our industry. And they're really not that good at what they're doing, right? And so once I figured that out, I said, okay, I'm going to just, I took two months off and I locked myself in a room and I took every course, every class I could think of and just started figuring out how to do marketing. And then once I had that down, kind of the infrastructure of how to work it and how to do classes, then I said, okay, well, now it's time to start applying this to my business. And so I would just test and test and test and test. And, you know, after, I mean, I, I would guess that we've spent somewhere in the seven figures, well into the seven figures, uh, just in testing, you know, Facebook and, and digital marketing on our end. Uh, you know, I think we figured out a pretty good formula on how to do it. Um, and what most people don't realize is digital is a lot cheaper. We went from, from spending $450,000 a year in marketing to right at $100,000 a year because we cut out mailers, we cut out expensive dinners, we cut out you know, a lot of the stuff that we didn't need to do because we were doing it in a more efficient way. And we were still getting more leads and we increased our business by, by 30% over that time. So it's, it's valuable and it's, it's here to stay. Listen, if you're, if you're sitting here and you're thinking like, you know, yeah, but I don't want to do all this. And, and, you know, it's just a fad. This isn't a fad, you know, the, the Facebook and digital marketing and all of, I mean, it's not going anywhere. It's just going to get more prevalent and something else is actually going to be the new thing. We just don't know what it is yet. Uh, this is no longer the new thing. This is, this is the established form of communication and form of marketing with Facebook and, and, and digital marketing. Sure. And that's where, you know, where, when Sean and I started, you know, our practices, we kind of, we had a, a fresh start about eight years ago. He left a firm, I left a firm and we just kind of hit it off as buddies. And, and, you know, in the, I call it the cancer in financial services is the, the cancer is people just don't know how to produce consistent prospects and leads. And so, like you said, we're, we always saw ourselves as business owners and marketers that just happened to market financial yep. services. That's our widget. Mm -hmm. And so that evolution of, you know, concierge mailers and radio and dinner seminars. And then we did college classes where we used, you know, direct mail. Now we're digital. Now we're talking about database management and retargeting and all these other things. I mean, this has happened in a pretty short period of time. And I, I know Sean and I coach a lot of advisors. We, we've got a coaching group. It is amazing. There's part of the advisors out there are going, hey, I'm going to use this time. I'm going to, I'm going to change. I'm going to adopt these new things. I'll give you an example for us. We always said, man, we should do, use more Zoom or something like that to do reviews. And we just never did it. And then we were forced to do it. And it was like, why didn't we do that years ago? Yeah. Because a, a 90 minute meeting is now 30 minutes yep. and it's just as effective. And I haven't worn dress clothes since March. So it's been yeah. fantastic. I don't know what pants feel like anymore. It's, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's, it's all shorts and flip flops. Uh, you know, and, and so, and it's, I went through the same 
kind of evolution, but I actually did it a year before and for a different reason. So what, what in 2019, I, we took about four to five months of vacation. Uh, and when we did that, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to, um, I really don't want to stop marketing. I don't want to stop doing appointments or anything else. I want to keep working, but I also want to spend time with my kids, right? We only have, my kids are at this point, 12, 10, and eight. My 12 year old, I had maybe five more summers with her, you know, before she's too cool and doesn't want to hang out with me. Uh, you know, and, and, and for me, I don't want to look back and wish I had spent more time with my kids. Everything I do is for my kids and my family. So I was trying to figure out how to balance that, right? Because also my business and my baby. So what I figured out was, okay, well, from webinars, the best way to convert is to do a phone appointment. So at first we try to do webinars to in-person. Nothing happened. Complete bust. Mm -hmm. Then we tried to do webinars to Zoom. And I think at first we tried FaceTime and Zoom and gave them a bunch of options. Okay results. Then webinars to phone appointments, launched it, boom, blew up right away. It was, that's, that's the way we did it. And so I was like, well, what if we kept marketing, and, but we just did all the appointments as phone appointments? Because I actually kind of like it. And so basically what happens is we have a kind of a different sales process. Everyone that comes in, I do the first appointment. Even if somebody else in my company does a seminar or whatever else, I do the first appointment over the phone. And then from there, I can qualify them. I can warm them up. I can tell them the value of our company. I can get them, you know, what our answer questions, everything else. My average first appointment is seven minutes. Seven minutes is how long I take. And at one point, I had, uh, we were sitting in a little cafe in Lauterbrunn in Switzerland, which is up in the Swiss Alps. And we're having, we're having, you know, coffee and I've, I've run, you know, in the morning before we went for our hike, I ran five appointments and I realized this is more efficient and better and I'm enjoying it. And I'm, I'm actually, you know, appreciating what I'm doing. And then, so when I got back, we just kept doing it. And so I would go do a seminar and I said, listen, if you want to meet, that's great. Just so you know, the first thing that, you know, the, our process, the first thing is an interview with me and we're just going to sit down. I'm going to answer any questions because what I found is sometimes I can just answer a few questions and you don't need to take the time to come in or, you know, you don't need to actually meet. We can answer over the phone. But if you do end up meeting, this isn't a substitute for an in-person meeting. It's just a prerequisite. And so from there, then I am kind of the, I call, I'm kind of like the, the, the quarterback, right? So, so, so I take it and then I figure out who the best person to pass it to is. And then I pass it to, to, to whoever it is. So if they, if there's somebody who's, they're going to need Medicare and this and this and this, then I'll, I'll give it to this advisor or this advisor. And then some people are just a very straightforward, this is what I want. And it's an annuity and manage money. And I say, okay, well, you know, the next appointment, we'll sit down, we'll do the strategy meeting. I'll spend another 20 minutes on the phone with them. And then uh, they'll, on the phone with me, will be our paperwork per person. And then they'll come on and do the paperwork. And so, so what I've kind of done is, is made it so that interview process, I've found that I can be more efficient and better at qualifying people and building, setting the right expectations 
for what we can do and why they should or should not work with us. And I think a lot of people kind of do that backwards where they, they hire somebody to take all the first appointments. Those first appointments, that first impression is the most important thing that we have. Right. That's the most important thing. to ha- So to have someone that may not be the best running that, to me, that's, that's a little scary. Um, and I would say probably in a given week, I'll run somewhere in the range of 15 to 20 appointments and it'll take a total of maybe an hour and a half wow. total of my day. And I can be anywhere. I can be at Disney with my kids. Hey, hold on. I just need to, I have a, cause I set the alarm for all my appointments throughout the day. So I can literally say, Hey, hold on, you know, go grab an ice cream. I'm going to be over here. And I go in the corner and do my appointment. I could be on the golf course. I could be, you know, on a boat. It's a little windy. I've, I've tried not to be on the boat anymore because it's a little windy to do it. I can be in Switzerland. I can be wherever I want. And I am no longer, you know, kind of set in that way, but I still have control of the business. And if I think someone would be a perfect client of mine, then I set them up for an in-person with me and we can actually sit down in person and go over it. Um, and so I don't know, that's just kind of the way we've set it up. And so we've been doing that formula phone appointments to Zoom and kind of in person as our last ditch effort for, you know, since the beginning of 2019. And it was just because I wanted to travel more. It had nothing to do with COVID, had nothing to do with necessities. It had to do with, I wanted more of my time. And I wanted to, I didn't want my clients controlling my schedule because I was doing it a different way. And it's the best thing I've ever done. I mean, it is by far, it gave me my whole life back because I was working I was leaving the house at 6 a.m., getting back at, at 8 p.m., 9 p.m., and, and my whole life was dedicated to running appointments. And now I control that schedule. I decide when I'm going to be there instead of having my, my appointment setter just setting it up for whenever was good for them, and then you know, 30% of them would even show. Um, and, and so, it's yeah, that's kind of the way we went with that as well. Uh, so, so that kind of goes into what we were talking about before the podcast was, you know, I, I think during this time, we've got more downtime to be introspective about how we're building our business or conducting our business. And I think you're, this is a perfect example of you decided that you wanted the business to serve you in a certain way, yeah. and you're no longer going to do things that, you know, took away from spending time with your family, what was important. And I think if the if I can get a, the big message across to anybody listening is, you've got to take time to figure out what it is that you want to experience on a daily basis, because if you don't, nobody else is going to. And right. if you don't set that course, your your staff or your clients are going to totally dictate what you do for your life. And I can tell you, for us, I went to blocking all my reviews. So my reviews are three times per year two to three weeks in a period, that's the only time I do reviews. And I just hammer them out. You know, we're very fortunate. We, we purchased a house and I've been in the middle of, I love renovation. So I've been handling all the, the renovation project. I'm in the office one to two days a week right now and doing virtual appointments. And like I say, our production will be the highest it's ever been in 20 years. And it's not because I'm special. It's just we're very focused on getting the right people to come through, the right people to raise their hand. We've got a very concise process to take them through. Uh, but I, 
I definitely took some notes on some of the things you said today because I'm like, huh, I think I could tweak a couple of things. Well, try it, right? So try it and see. Uh, and the one thing with, with, my, with my office, nobody's allowed to set an in-person appointment for me. Nobody. Wow. I, only me. That, I'm the only person that's allowed to set an in-person appointment. Now you can, and they have my calendar and my calendar, the times that I want are blocked off. So they have my, my Calendly, it's all connected to that. And that'll show when I am okay for phone appointments um, or Zoom appointments. But nobody, and I don't even, we don't even really do Zoom appointments. I even do my own Zoom appointments because I don't always, not always in the office or in a place I can do it. So for me, the big thing, and when I did that, and when I was like, you're no longer allowed to set appointments for me. That's really where my life took a positive turn where I went from being a workaholic to being, you know, somebody who, who could enjoy and do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. Kind of what we try to set up for our clients, right? I, I was slaving away trying to set all these things up for our clients to have this happy and free retirement and free life. And in the meantime, I was killing myself with work. And so, so yeah. I, and so that's something I would, it's not for everybody. And if you're struggling financially, maybe test it a little bit and see if it works for you. You also have to be really good on the phone. The one thing with me is I'm very good on the phone. I, I spent most of my, I set all my own appointments for the first seven years. So I have so much phone work that I, I am just, I, I'm very, very efficient on the phone and I'm comfortable on the phone. You have to, if that's not, if you're not good on the phone, um, then that, that model might not work. But to your point, the other thing is I'm not doing any more, if it's a review appointment and I've set, I've, I've, I've set up my clients as this, um, you know, moving since we started doing it in 2009, I say, listen, my job is to give advice, to give advice. So if you need to change something, if you need to change investments, if you want to look at something different, if you need insurance or something like that, you let me know and we'll sit down and I, I can give you advice on that. If what you need is to update a beneficiary or to figure out what the returns are this year or, or something like that, or get a distribution, I'm not the person for you. I've hired people that are better than me at doing that. So if you need that, here's my team, here's their information, contact them. If you ever need to change something, if you ever need advice, that's where I'll come in. If you ask me to give you a distribution, I'm going to mess it up because I don't know how to do that. But my team knows how to do it and they're better. So by managing those expectations, I've really set it up so I, I'm no longer getting those calls. I'm no longer having to do the little kind of you know, service work that we shouldn't. And then we've also gone to a model where recently I sent out to all my clients and said, hey, listen, because of um, things that are going on and efficiency and time and how many clients I have, uh, moving forward, we're going to do either phone reviews or we're going to do uh, Zoom reviews. And that's just, you know, if you need to meet and, and you know, do new paperwork and we need to switch things around, then from the phone review and the, the Zoom review, if we need to meet in person, I will set that up then. But for the most part, we don't need to, you know, spend a ton of time driving to one another and sitting in the office and waiting and I'm getting backed up with appointments, you know, because I, I had, you know, 12 different appointments that day. We don't need to do that. We can, we can have it more efficient, cleaner, easier. Um, and I think everyone, maybe five clients weren't happy about it, but you know, it's getting my life back. So it's <laughs> that's, because if you get your life back, you're going to be a 
better part of your family, better for your clients, better for your teammates you yeah. know, and your employees. So, so I think, I think it's great advice. I would say hopefully people got, I know I got a lot out of today, but for the advisors that if they're thinking that, hey, I, I agree that we're in a new era, we've got to embrace these new technologies and new processes, where should they go to learn more about what you guys do and take advantage of what you have to offer? Yeah, so we have, uh, first off, if you're a financial advisor, we have a uh, marketing, it's called Marketing for Financial Advisors. It's a private Facebook group just for financial advisors. So you have to be a financial advisor to join it. The group is great. I mean, you're, you're part of it. It's, it's, we have, I think on average, like 6,000 comments and, and interactions and stuff a week. A lot of good sharing there. We also have a podcast as well, Marketing for Financial Advisors. You can look it up wherever you get your podcast. Uh, if you want services, so if you want to take our classes or stuff like that, um, you can go to our, our website, advisorsplatform.com. All of our classes have free sections. So, um, it, so for instance, like our Facebook class, if all you want to do is set up your Facebook account correctly, we have all of that on there for free. What we charge is when we start getting into like the really nitty gritty of like accounts or, or, or um, advertising and marketing, those types of things. If somebody's interested in starting to run more of an automated calendar, like we discussed, I actually have a course that is uh, on, that, on our, our website on how to set up your own Calendly. If you don't know how to do that and you guys can take it for free, just use the code Calendly. Uh, at checkout and you can get the, the course for free and take that. Um, and then we have marketing. I know you guys have used some of our, uh, like our meet the author marketing and our, our stuff as well. I think you had some decent success with it. Uh, so we have some products as well. My recommendation is I don't really want to pitch and talk about that here. I'd, I'd much rather if somebody's interested in that on the, on, if you go to the webpage, advisorsplatform.com, um, you can, at the very bottom, they can book a 15-minute phone call with someone from our team, and they'll just they'll kind of they'll ask you. They're trained to ask you know some specific questions about your practice, and then they can see what makes sense and what's the best option for you. Because everyone's different, right? It depends on where you are. You know, not, we're definitely not for everyone, and you know we have we have different things. But if someone's interested, they can book an appointment with our team there. Sounds good. Well, I can definitely say from experience, you know, we've, we've had success working with you guys with the Meet the Author, Dave McKnight. You know, who knows? There may be other things that we may partner on down the road. Yeah. You just have to stay tuned and see what happens on that. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Just maybe. So, yeah. all right, Don. Well, hey, I appreciate your time today. I know everyone got a lot out of this and uh, we wish you, you know, continued success. And hopefully one of these months will actually be in the same room in yeah. a location and uh, be able to be able to chat face to face. But until then, we're going to use technology to, to its fullest extent. I like that too. So, so. I like you. all right. All right. Hey, thanks for being on today. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks. Bye. All right. Take care. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.